We're here to tell you it's a lot more than pretty stuff. Hey everybody, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. And today we're going to talk all about the steps to a well-designed room. And as I said in the intro, it isn't just about all the pretty stuff. There are crucial steps that you need to take, no matter what your style is, in order to create a well-designed room. And I think a lot of these things that we're going to be talking about today really don't depend on which room you're decorating. These are tips that you can use for just about any room. And that's what I like about it, really, no matter what your style is no matter what room you're working on. I think these are excellent things to keep in mind. These are actually the steps to doing it. Like, here, do this in order. (laughs) No matter what your look is, right? No matter what furniture you have, whatever look you're aspiring to, if you do these things, you will end up with a well-designed room. It's as simple as that. So you want to get started? I sure do. Okay, you kick us off, Anita. Okay, well, I think you start with Who's using the room and how is the room being used? Are they casual? Are they formal? Do they entertain a lot? Are you going to read there, watch TV? And I'm going to give a little example. And that is uh, Evie, when she moved out, her bedroom became my new little sitting room. So I put some, I had some extra furniture and it was kind of formal French furniture that I put in there, an antique settee and two Louis XVI chairs. So It worked very nicely because it's just kind of a sitting room for me to go have tea, read a magazine, and that's fine. But if it were a flop around teenager watch TV room, what I've done would just not work at all. So it really is critical to kind of think about how is this room going to be used before you even get started. Absolutely. I really like to start my own designs or those of my clients with how is this room going to function? So I think that is key to whatever choices you're going to make. And especially if you're in the market for a well-designed room, start with the function and start with who's going to live in there. And those two things are going to sort of play off each other. Obviously, the room will function differently, just like Anita said, if there's a pack of teenagers that's going to hang out in it or whether it's Anita. All right, so there'll be some different things going on. So the room will function differently for the different people. Who lives in the house? That will include not only people, uh, maybe some pets. And as far as pets, you want to consider fabric choices, certainly rugs and things like that. So function and the people who are going to live in the room, you can sort of combine those as maybe step one. Yeah, I think this is step one. And like you said, uh, some things can be overcome too. Like you said, you have to be thinking about pets, but that doesn't mean that you can't have something pretty in there that maybe is white. Then if if you have something in there, like I have white furniture in there, I mean, it's white fabric. And if we were had a dog that was in there on the furniture, then I would just put a throw over it. So, I mean, you just, I mean, you have to keep it in mind, but there's a lot of times there's a workaround. Oh yeah. Agreed. I mean, I have three little dogs and I have lots and lots of pretty things in my house and I have lots and lots of pretty rugs, but they don't cost me lots and lots of money. So, you know, those are choices too, as far as you you can still get something really beautiful, but maybe if it's in that situation, either it's going to get a lot of foot traffic or you're going to have pets on it. Maybe you don't want to invest that much money in the rug. Maybe you invest in something else. Step one is figure out what the purpose of the room is, how it's going to function, and who is going to be enjoying that space. Yes. What's the next thing to do? To measure. 
measure once, measure twice, maybe even measure three times. Because not only for scale, so not only for visually making the room well-designed and pleasing to look at, but also, I mean, just practically, the furniture has to fit in there. And especially since so many of us are buying online now, whether it's for convenience or otherwise, you need to know what can fit, whether it's through a doorway or if you want, say, a sofa near or in front of a window, you don't want it coming up too high over the window. You want to choose pieces that are going to work in your room. You can't just choose furniture in a vacuum. Think also about the not only the width and the length, but also the size of the arms, whether it be a sofa or a chair, and the height of tables. All these things are really going to be important. You know, that's so true. And with Evie's new apartment, there's was a little there is a little nook for the sofa, and she we had to buy a sofa. It's six feet seven inches. That's wow. it. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. Yes. So we had to be very careful. And we, I already had a measurement, but I said, go measure it again before we order this online because it's not going to be a happy experience if we have to return it. Really, what we're saying is just kind of taking all the data and just really think through what your space is like. Right. The next step, I would say, is to create a Pinterest board of ideas for the room. I think. You and I and so many people, people that love decor, we love so many different styles. We love so many different things. But guess what? You can't put all of that in your house. You're going to need to have to settle down on a few styles that will work, play well together. So it's kind of nice to get started with the Pinterest board and start creating this board with all these fun, beautiful photos that you love. Uh, usually when people do this, it kind of starts going in a particular theme and you can see the direction that you're, you can just look at your photos and say, oh, well, this is the direction that this client is going, or this is the direction that I'm going. Even if you didn't really know beforehand, once you start seeing your photos, you can kind of see the direction it's going. If you feel like you're all over the map, I would kind of sort those photos out into different boards. Maybe this is more English country. Maybe this is more uh, contemporary and kind of divide them up by style and then kind of just pick a few that really work well together. Uh, you may have to edit yourself in the, but that's the place to do it is in the Pinterest board stage rather than further on down the road. Be sure to check out DTT on Vodacast, that new podcast player that I told you about that has images and links. Link will be in the show notes. I also love to tear sheets out. Get yourself a pretty folder. And if you like doing that as well, dog ear your magazines, pull them out, stick them in there. You could also collect all sorts of swatches. Most swatches are free and people are, companies, brands, people are happy to give them to you because you may end up coming back to them and actually purchasing something. So order some swatches and, you know, even ones you're not sure whether or not you might like the color or whatnot, sometimes online it's really hard to tell. I just got a bunch of swatches from a company and really I don't I don't think any of the 10 that I picked up that uh, that I had chose online were really anything like they looked on the website. Uh, so oh, some bad. of them I well, I mean some of them I liked even more than I thought I would. And a couple of them, I was like, I had to check the name. I was like, is this really the same one? So, you know, some things just don't render themselves well on the web. So definitely get swatches. You can sort 
putting together palettes for yourself. And that is so much fun to play with all that stuff. I'm like a, like a little kid when I get with my swatches and I'm making different palettes. And and you might surprise yourself. You might come up with a palette that you know wasn't something you would initially have picked out for yourself. Well, I think that's so true. If you can get a sample of whatever it is in your hot little hand, I think that's absolutely the best way to go because they don't always render the same in person that they do on the computer. Uh, but sometimes when you're ordering things, you cannot get a swatch. Yeah. And in those cases, I try to find that particular item and see if it's sold somewhere else. And it's interesting because I've looked Oh, you at- have that trick for doing that, don't you? Well, you can do the image, image search. Tell everybody and- that again. That's worth repeating. Well, if there's an image that you're looking for on the internet, you can uh, right click and you can copy, it'll say copy image link, and you'll select that. And then when you're in Google on the upper right, I think there's a picture of a camera, I think you click on that and you can search for the image. And then you just one of the options is to put in the image URL. And it'll find similar images. So I even like if it's a fabric, and I know the name of it, I sometimes just search for that fabric to see if that fabric is showing up somewhere else, if it looks slightly different. So I try to find the same object on different, but different photos of it is what I'm trying to say, especially customer images of the item. Look on the website to see if customers have uploaded images, because then you can kind of get a better feel for, is this a warm red? Is this a cool red? Is this going to go with what I have? And those customer images are very helpful. And also a lot of times customers write in with reviews and say, this ended up really being more cherry than, than uh, oxblood, you know, red. So it's very helpful to get that customer feedback on those. Oh, I so agree. And if you're shopping in a place like, uh, I don't know, Wayfair, Overstock, e-sale rugs, they're not going to send you swatches of their rugs. Ballard will. I just got a bunch of swatches for Ballard. I think they will send you maybe up to five at no cost and no shipping even if you're interested in rugs from there. But of course, you're going to pay more for the rug. So it's worth it to them to send you some swatches. But if you're purchasing a rug, you know, that's a five by seven, that's a under 200 bucks, they're probably not going to send you a swatch. So great tip to read all those reviews, because oftentimes, that's where the truth is. Right? No matter, the picture is not telling you the real story. They might have different kind of lighting. And when it really got into an actual person's house, uh, you can find out what it really looks like. So what's the next one? Keep the scale in mind. And this is interesting because I don't know if you remember in our interview with Marion Parsons, Miss Mustard Seed, she said that her furniture that she had in this small Pennsylvania house, that the furniture looked too small and it wasn't to scale for the house. Do you remember her saying that? I do. And I, you said, oh, that's so interesting. And I thought that was interesting too. I would have thought her stuff would have worked anywhere. Right. I was surprised by that. So she said she ended up having to go with European antiques to get the scale right. But I'm going to go back to that room, uh, Evie's bedroom. I put very delicate, antique, uh, small furniture in there because now it's a little sitting room. But were I to put that in a large room with high ceilings, maybe 10 foot, 12 foot ceilings, the furniture would have looked so awkward and small. But again, on the, but in, on the flip side, were I to put a big overstuffed leather chair in there, it would have not looked right for that room. So it really is important to kind of keep your scale in mind, make sure that it's sized for the room that you have. And 
this might come more with experience, but just kind of think about, does this room feel right for this piece of furniture? Because like you've said, a lot of times the Pottery Barn pieces are really clunky. You know, they're really kind of chunky, not clunky, but chunky pieces, and they need a big room. I just had this experience with a client yesterday. It's for an outdoor patio. We've extended, she had one of those little patios, like, you know, the little cement pad out Mm -hmm. the back with a little overhang, but she had this giant yard. And so all the living was going on this little pad. So we ended up extending the cement area and and made it curvy and so much bigger and she can have furniture and she can have a table and all that. And then, of course, we're doing this beautiful garden design, but still it wasn't a giant space. It was bigger and better than what she had, but still not huge. And she kept coming up with those, everyone seen them, those very squared off outdoor furniture sets, you know, like it just like, boom, so clunky, you know, kind of like we say Pottery Barn, love Pottery Barn, but a lot of their stuff is kind of clunky in that way. Well, these are those ones you see on Wayfair, very linear, the outdoor rattan and the dark brown, like everybody's seen these sets and then like the big coffee table that goes with it. And the price was just so appealing to her. But I said, get, let's get out our measuring tapes because there is no way you're going to get out the door and around <laughs> the chair. Then you'll have to do a cartwheel over the love seat to even enjoy the space. So even outdoor, you really have to be aware of the space and the lines and the scale as far as it is going to work with the the area that you're going to fill and how you're going to get in and out of the room and all of that. So I think that's an excellent point. Another thing that we talk about in connection with lots of times palette, color palette, or uh, design elements that you may want to repeat, but it's flow and flow and continuity is what you want to have. So that's one of the steps. What are we up to now, Anita? Four, I think, step four. Oh, uh, I'm not keeping track. I'm not, I, just, I hope someone's <laughs> keeping track. If someone's keeping track, let us know. So it's either four or five, we'll figure it out. But flow and continuity. So you're going to want that throughout not only the one room, today we're talking about a well-designed room, but this could be a well-designed home as well. You're going to want to have the colors or the design elements uh, appear throughout the room, not all on one side or not all just on the mantle. And you're going to want to repeat a few elements here or there, or at least the vibe of the element. You know, I think there's so many reasons for doing this. One is, like you said, for continuity, for flow. Secondly, I love moving furniture from one room to another. And if you have a consistent look, it's very easy to switch furniture around. It keeps you from getting bored. And then as you maybe buy a new piece, then things are very flexible. You can move things about. But the other thing I was thinking about is how we talk about sometimes if there's something that your eye expects, it's a pleasant feeling. It's a kind of a relaxing feeling. But if your eye sees something that's not quite right, it can cause stress and anxiety. So like, for example, a clutter can cause anxiety. And you may not even be aware that it is until the clutter has gone. I think the same thing can happen if it's a jarring move from one room to another room. I think that can kind of cause a little bit of unsettling feeling Mm -hmm. that maybe you can't even put your finger on. I agree. But I think that's something to keep in mind for your house, just to kind of have this pleasant 
relaxing feeling throughout your house. There's there's something about, for example, symmetry too that just gives a adds calmness to us. So yeah. Yes, I think that is all right. And that can all work in with your flow. How about this? Having a signature piece. And that really means don't have too many signature pieces, right? Don't <laughs> have 12 now, focal points in, my in one room. I've right? never heard you can't have too many. <laughs> well, in one room, you really shouldn't have competing focal points. Not competing focal points, but but I do. I I am with you here. I try to have at least one wow per room. There may be more than one, but there's usually one that's more standout, and that's something to think about because it's adds some excitement to the room. This is the piece that people remember when they come in, and it's fun for guests to really notice that wow piece, that signature piece. They usually talk about it, they enjoy it, they like it, and so this could be some fun piece of artwork a rug, maybe some pillows. It could be just something in the room that just really draws your eye. The thing about it being a signature piece is we're not talking about something small. This needs to be something that when you go in the room, that's the first thing you notice. That's a signature piece. If it's a very exquisite little little dish on a, on a table, that's not a signature piece. Correct. And a signature piece slash focal point could also be something sort of built in, something architectural, maybe a fireplace, something like that. So if you've got a big stone fireplace in the room, don't add something else that's going to compete with it. <laughs> Very true. But just don't wow them. Wow them with one. Don't wow them with oh. 12. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. But two, three, maybe. <laughs> one. Well, you could have a wow, and then you could have little wows, like woo, a woo and a woo and a wow. How's that? <laughs> okay. Hey, this is a great time for me to step in and let you know who is bringing decorating tips and tricks to you today. Jewelry. I thought that one word might get your attention. Victoria Emerson Jewelry offers wrap bracelets, boho cuffs, earrings, and necklaces to bring a little sparkle to everyone's life. The company started with an idea to create gorgeous jewelry for absolutely everyone. Each piece is created with genuine materials, including real crystals, stones, pearls, and gold. There truly is a little something for everyone at Victoria Emerson. Minimalists will love the dainty necklaces, timeless chains, or even the simple double wrap bracelets. Those looking for a little more will love the boho cuffs, wrap bracelets, and layered necklaces. I love the freshwater pearl wrap bracelet that Victoria Emerson sent me, and I haven't taken it off since it arrived. There are brand new styles that have just landed online for the fall season. DTT listeners can buy one and get one free. Can you believe that? By visiting victoriaemerson.com slash DTT and using the code DTT at checkout. That's victoriaemerson.com slash DTT and use the code DTT to buy one and get one free. There are so many reasons why Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef has a meal plan for every healthy lifestyle from keto, paleo, plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to have a delicious but balanced meal. And with the pre-portioned, easy-to-follow recipes delivered right to your door, eating well has never been simpler. Never worry about having to plan or shop for dinner again. My husband is really enjoying putting together the Green Chef meals with me. Go to greenchef.com slash DTT125 and use the code DTT125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. So that's Green Chef, G R E E N 
chef.com slash DTT125 and use the code DTT125 to get 125 bucks off, including free shipping. Then enjoy Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Joybird lets your unique style come into your space. It's modern, customizable furniture for every space, and it's available in a variety of vibrant, durable fabric options. And guess what? Joybird's semi-annual sale is going on now. Choose from over 18,000 customization options or browse the curated collections to find the perfect piece for your one-of-a-kind style. I am eyeing the Orla Accent Chair. It is the sexiest chair I've ever seen. And I don't think I can resist it any longer. And with the sale going on, I don't think I'm going to. You can even receive a free fabric swatch kit to feel the fabrics before you buy. Joybird's design specialists are standing by to make your vision a reality for free. Joybird has quality craftsmanship, stain and scratch resistant fabrics, and limited lifetime warranty. Joybird furniture can handle anything that you and your family can throw at it, literally. Joybird also has a 90-day return policy. It's not everything that you hope for. You can send it back. Create a space that brings you joy with Joybird. Visit Joybird, that's J-O-Y-B-I-R-D dot com slash D-T-A-T and get 30% off your purchase. That's 30% off at joybird.com slash D-T-A-T. I live in California and garden outdoors all the time. And still, my doctor says I am low in vitamin D. Low and not alone. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% of us are not getting our recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. That is one of the reasons that I start every day with Ritual Vitamin. Ritual's Essentials for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women our age. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. And it goes further. Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. It's my morning ritual, lemon water, ritual vitamin, and tea. It gets me going and gets me what I need every single day. Right now, Ritual is offering DTT listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash DTT and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash DTT. I never leave my house without my birdie and you shouldn't either. Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy to use, easy to carry. When you activate your birdie with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. So keep it handy. Wallet, Keys, phone, birdie. Never leave the house without them. And unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, birdie is of no danger to you. You can feel confident to use it without the worry. And the alarm comes in multiple colors and has a brass key ring so you can attach it to your keys or bag. There are hundreds of thousands of birdie alarms 
out there in the universe, and they have thousands of five-star reviews. So join the flock today for a safer tomorrow. She's Birdie is offering DTT listeners 15% off your first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash DTT. That's she's Birdie spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com slash DTT for 15% off your first purchase. For 50 years, Somfy has been designing and manufacturing motorized solutions for interior and exterior windows and so much more. From shades, blinds, drapes, awnings, rolling shutters, exterior screens, and pergolas, Somfy creates beautiful, reliable, and sustainable solutions for your home. Motorizing your window coverings with Somfy is the perfect solution to so many issues. From those gorgeous but really hard to reach high up windows, you know, the ones with the arch and all those windows that are just a little hard to get to, Somfy solves the problem. You can also save money by saving energy. The cordless feature gets rid of those unsightly cords. And you can also protect your furniture from UV rays. Somfy can also be part of your smart home, regulate it from your phone, your tablet, or even voice control from Alexa. So head over to somfysystems.com slash podcast to get more info. Again, it's Somfy, S-O-M. M-F-Y-Systems.com slash podcast. Whatever step we're on, let me check my notes. Where are we? We had one, two, three, four. Is This could be five or six. I think six. I've got one. Okay, go for it. Step six. What is it? To have a collected look in the room. And what we mean by that is a look where you collected things over time. You don't want to walk in a room and feel like, oh, she just went out today and bought all of this at Ikea. I love Ikea, but you want, don't want to buy everything in the room at Ikea. Or home goods, for that matter. Love home goods, but you don't want everything to be from there. You want it to feel like it kind of came together organically over time. And part of the way you do that is to add some vintage or antique things that Maybe you did buy just yesterday or today. But, but nobody will that, know. Right. They don't have that <laughs> look. So this is kind of, and also you don't want everything to look like it's just matchy, matchy, matchy. Everything's exactly the same fabric. Everything's exactly the same wood tone. You want it to feel like it came together over time. That's a collected look. And so, you know, get some get something that's a little bit older to put in there. And this is kind of really how you add these beautiful details. I remember when we had Evie's friends here for the tea party recently, one of the wonderful guests said that when she looked around the room that everything, she just couldn't take it all in because everything seemed to really warrant some attention. That it wasn't- No wonder just... you like these girls. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it. But, uh, but, any, but the point is- they were so they, cute and they loved all my stuff. <laughs> they loved my stuff so much. Just love them back. What is it? Love me, love my dog. You yeah, love me, love my house. <laughs> but the point is just, if it's something older, if it's an antique clock, then it's something that you may be looking at for a while to catch all the detail on it. Whereas if it's kind of a new clock made to look old, you kind of look at it, take in all the detail in about two seconds and, and your eyes moving on to the next thing. So that's what I'm talking about with a collected look. And like for an example, one of the ways, one of the best ways to add a collected look 
are vintage books. That goes with just about any style. Just about any room can use some vintage books or antique books just tucked in somewhere. You can use them as a riser or just about anywhere in the room. You can use an individual book or you can have several on a bookcase. But that's one example of something that you can add to give a room a collected look. I'm laughing to myself when you say riser, because as soon as you said about the books, I was picturing myself over the last year plus running around my house, grabbing stacks of books to do those stupid Zoom things. <laughs> because, you know, you wanted your camera to be a little higher. So you weren't like looking down into it. Yes. And I was I... so happy to have all these rando <laughs> stacks of books all over my house. They're very useful. That's when you pull out those massive old dictionaries yes, and reference yes. books. I was you know, swiping all the vignettes off them. <laughs> grabbing them. I could build them as tall as I wanted. It was great. So another good reason to have those. And you know what? This is something Anita has taught us, and I will now jump in here and grab it and make it my own. Remember to leave space for negative space. Leave Mm -hmm. space for nothing. Mm -hmm. It isn't nothing. It's necessary. That's right, because your eye needs a place to rest. You don't want, because if you don't have a place for your eye to rest, it can, that's part of that stress that I talked about. And that can feel cluttered, even though it's maybe just kind of a visual clutter. It may not be that you have stuff all over the floor, but if there's no blank space on the wall, the eye just, it just feels confused and, and stressed. We don't want you to be stressed no. for any reason. Here's another thing. Don't leave lighting until you're all done and think, oh, now I better go get some lamps because unless they're battery operated or they're gas or oil lamps, you need to plug them in. So think about it. If you are in the position of doing some renovation, if you've got an electrician in your house for whatever reason, sometimes it's not that hard if the wires, you know, really depends where they are on the wall and where they can kind of grab them. Sometimes they have to make a little cut in your wall, but you know what? If you're going to paint anyway, that's not that big of a deal almost kind of like bite the bullet and just go for it and have outlets put where you actually need them. If you're not going to be renovating or doing any kind of electrical work, say you're a renter like our gal Evie, or you're in a house that is just not in a position to be renovated right now, look and see where the outlets are. Maybe you can adjust the way you were going to set up the furniture So you can have easy access to these outlets because one thing that is really going to be a wet blanket on a well-designed room is an extension cord Mm, running across the room or under the carpet or along the edge and around. Now, I have... Shame to say, but I did have that for a while because if anybody's familiar with that end of my living room that I have talked about because it was such a trouble spot... I had purchased a standing lamp to go behind the chaise, which was great, except that it didn't go on because there was no outlet there. Oh, no. And so for the time being, I did have one of those long extension cords running behind everything and then plugging in on the other side of the room, at the end of the room. 
But I had my electrician come and lo and behold, it didn't even cost that much money because he could come under the house. And he just came under the house and popped in another outlet. I did a little touch up paint and now it's perfect. And I have another outlet. Well, he must be pure and beam, which our house is, but a con- uh, concrete house with a concrete foundation, that's a little more difficult to add, but it's so nice in the center of the room to have a floor outlet if you have you know, your sofa kind of in the middle of the, the room rather than against a wall. So that is uh, excellent advice to kind of think about that ahead of time if you can. So another thing I think to think about when you're designing a room is, again, about who's going to be in the room. Is it for you or someone else? Think about that person's favorite things, that person's collections, because I think that just really adds that extra icing on the top, the cherry on top, the thing that makes the room personal to the person who's using that, and that is to add something special to that person. So I like, I love antique dishes. So I have dishes displayed pretty much everywhere. I have plate racks in the breakfast room and other places where I have dishes, even just like other people, normal people stack books. I stack dishes all around the house. So that's something that just makes me happy and I enjoy. But I think there's something that everybody, everybody has something that they really love. And I think it's important to incorporate that into the design as much as you can. Well, that is a beautiful ending to our list. Should we run through them quickly again, just sort of saying the steps? Well, I don't ha- I I don't have all the ones that you added, so Well, I'll say some and then you say some. How's I that? I can go through the ones that I said, sure. Okay, so yeah, we started with number 1, purpose and who's living in that room. Mm-hmm. The Pinterest board. Okay, and then measure, 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 measure. Keep the scale in mind. Continuity. Add a wow or signature piece. How about getting some samples, making a real plan? Going for a collected look. Leave room for negative space. And add some of your favorite things. And the lighting. Don't forget about the lighting, right? Mm -hmm. I think that was all of them. Somebody will let us know if we forgot one. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can just listen to it again a couple times. Yeah. So, Anita, what's our DTT defined today? Today, it's break front. And Mm. I thought this was such an interesting term. I think most people know it refers to a china cabinet usually. But I wasn't really sure why it was referred to a break front until I did a little research. Hands up. I did not know it referred to a china cabinet. Well, I think it refers to a china cabinet or some sort of cabinet or some sort of shelving. It's some sort of large piece of furniture that's tall. Yeah, large piece of furniture, usually in the dining room. And I don't want to step on your definition at all, but that's what I thought. So educate me. Right, right, right. That's correct. That's correct. So a break front has three sections, a left section, a right section, and a center section. And the center section juts out a little bit. So are you picturing that? Maybe it sticks out maybe two or two inches or so? Yeah. So when you say that, I'm picturing those very wide china cabinets that I see in all the thrift stores that people are getting rid of. (laughs) 
Yes, yes. Well, not all china cabinets have that center section that juts out. And some of them just have two sections Mm -hmm. or just one. But this is a very large piece. And sometimes it's a bookcase. But the center section, the main thing is the center. There's three sections and the center section juts forward slightly. Thus the name break front because it breaks that line of the front. See that? That's why it's called a break front. This is one of those things where I thought I knew what that was. And I clearly did not. I have been using that word for the wrong piece of furniture my entire life. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Well, and I thought I'd just do a twofer since we're talking about breaking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wow, bonus content. (laughs) Bonus content. How about a broken pediment? Ouch! Break front, broken pediment. So the pediments, that kind of archy thing on top of a piece of furniture, usually antique furniture, there's maybe you two pieces on either side, but they don't touch on the top. Uh So that is called a broken pediment. It's not really broken. It's just that the piece doesn't meet in the center. There's kind of some negative space there in the center. So apparently this this theme of breaking or broken uh, occurs more than one place. And in the dining room where you would have other things that could break. Kind of interesting. I don't know. <laughs> well, well and for example, on the top of a, a Chippendale high boy, you would have a broken pediment. So well, it wouldn't I just feel be like high room. boy might be coming down the pike as a definition someday, too. Put that on your <laughs> list. Huh? Okay, I will. All right, great. Well, let's get on to our crushes. I am super excited to share my crush with everybody today. Now, if you follow me on YouTube, you may have seen this product in action. Actually, Peter is helping me with this. Anita, you're going to have to go watch this video. It is the most amazing garden reel hose that I have ever experienced. It's a company from Australia, and they have made this retractable pull out and then retractable garden hose that has really changed my gardening game. I have very little irrigation here. I try to be very drought tolerant with the plants that I choose. We didn't really add a lot of irrigation. I was relying on some soaker hoses. And so let me tell you, everybody, I've been dragging around a very long hose for a very long time, and I don't like to coil it up. And But I don't like to trip over it either, or I don't like to run it over with the car. This hose link retractable garden reel is amazing. It comes in its own case. It can attach to your house or anything sturdy. You pull it out. It's 82 feet long, or you can get the 50 foot long, but I have the 82. Again, if you guys are familiar with my house, I can go all the way from my side of my house, all the way to the sidewalk, or all the way back to the barn with the one hose. It's fantastic. Wow. And I don't have to coil it up. And so, it's, it comes in nice colors. It comes in black and it also comes in white. And it is terrific. So is the hose the same diameter as a regular garden hose or is it yeah. smaller? It's a, it's a regular garden hose. It comes with a really nice nozzle and it comes with this um, attachment like feeder tube that you then attach to your spigot and then you attach it to the, um, the casing of the hose and then that has a a really nice set of bolts that come with it and you just attach it to your house so we did that and then i tried it out and it just kept you know it just kept coming out coming out coming out the only thing i would say is and it's not anything uh, against the product it's just so good the retractor is so strong you want to keep a hold on it and walk with it (laughs) rather than like and the 82 feet i was like going crazy and does uh, that retractor go with you as you're walking 
talking or does it stay stationary? The actual casing is yes. attached to that to the house or to the Okay, so that stays know, in place. Fence. Yeah. So do, do you kind of jerk on it for it to retract or you it's have to exactly, keep pressure on it to keep it from retracting? No, you don't have to keep pressure on it. It's exactly like a vacuum cleaner uh, cord. Oh, so you give a little pull on it. little pull. Just a little bit. Oh. And it goes back in. Nice little tug. And it I'm stays like an out iron. with you. Yeah. Well, the so, iron's got a little thing that you push. So. Oh, I don't Very. have... Well, I don't iron and I, I don't have a snazzy iron like that even if I do iron. But um, yeah... <laughs> It's how very do, much like my experience of vacuum cleaner. With no ironing and no fur, no silver polishing. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. And no mail and no mail to sort through. And you no have mails. this charmed life I don't know about. <laughs> and now I have this hose, which really <laughs> takes it all up just another notch. Well, I might get the hose. That that that's a possibility. And I'll share my discount with you. It's Kelly10 at hoselink.com. I'll put the link in the show notes and I'll put the link to my video. So in the video, you see a bit about Hoselink, but of course, it's all about fabulous fall finds. And I also connect it to our podcast about that. And I'm touring you around my front porch decorated for early fall that has a lot of these fall finds in it or on it. So come check out the video. I am such a fan of hose link. You really, if you have something to water, even if you just wash your car in the driveway, even if you don't even want to guard it. Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to check it out. Oh, you, now that you're mowing and you could be doing this with the hose. I mean, you don't need any help. You're done then. Nobody, no okay. one needs to come to help you with the outside. All right. My crush is food related. Of course. You do have a lot of food crushes. Well, well, you do that fasting. You must think about food the entire time you're doing that. So my crush is Miss Jones Keto and Paleo Fudgy Brownie Mix. Mm. And this is gluten-free, no grains, made with almond flour. And I'm going to include a link where you can get a pack of two of them. I just bought it yesterday and I made a batch last night. It's not a big, it doesn't make a big amount, but I got such a thumbs up. Mm. From the family, I was told this was one of the best batches of brownies I had ever made. Did you tell them actually that lady, whoever her name, what's her name, she had actually made them? Miss Jones? No, well, okay, now I did have a little secret. Now, it, they, I, it calls for milk, and I used coffee instead. And then it, it the brownies, oh. there's, there's no icing on them, but I always put icing on the brownies because my family's so disappointed if there's no icing, so... Oh, a little, just, I made yeah. a little mocha icing to put on it, too. Wow. I'm impressed. That sounds great. So the only reason I mention is not because I bought them, but because they got such rave reviews here at the house. Yeah. Good, good. Now, where did you get them? I got them at Costco, but you can get them other places, too. Oh, good, because I don't go to Costco. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to include a link where you can get them online. Super duper. Yes, this was so fun. So remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Check out DTT on Vodacast, the podcast player. See the links that we have included and the images.